Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll It's time to neighbors CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the Neighbours Hello, this is Neighbours This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast And we talk about the most recent episodes of Neighbours That have just aired And... This week we're doing it a little bit differently because I wanted to adjust my schedule to fit in Hotel Death Trap Week, which is happening very soon. So uh, we're sneaking in a bonus episode before all of that happens. I'm Vaya, and today I have two guests. I have Penny Tangy, who's been on the podcast before. Hi, Penny. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I have her sister, Bonnie Tangy. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's fine. You're welcome. Now, I'm very intrigued to hear some opinions from both of you because you may, am I correct in assuming that you, you're not as well-versed in Neighbours as I am? I don't think I've watched Neighbours since I was 14. Myself. Wow. Yes, but I am up to date because I listen to Neighbours. Great. Yes, I don't find it necessary to watch the show regularly with Neighbours. Sure. Uh, but I felt like I had because I'd done this podcast and then I realized it was a year ago wow it felt like I, I had I didn't realize a whole year had gone by before I so when you dipped back in had 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 a lot changed on the street Penny uh yes I, but I felt like a lot of things were just happening again yep yeah, yep yeah, that's as that's how I feel and Bonnie what was your era like when you were 14 like who were your um, go-tos look, I was very confused that Steph and Toadie aren't an item? Were they ever an item or am I? <laughs> they were a sham item. So, oh, I had questions about that. Yes. They, uh, she knocked up her best friend's husband, Libby's husband. I mean, no, she'd knock him up. He knocked her up by her doing. Like they, She hooked up with her best friend's husband and got what pregnant. What his name? Dan. Dan. Was that actual Dan? And then Dan died, didn't he? No, Dan's in Sydney. Oh, what was the one who died? Someone fell uh, off a horse, didn't they? Drew. Drew died. Drew. She shouldn't have had two that started with D. Yeah, no, it's a problem. So she, Steph told Toadie to be her pretend like lover, fiancé, husband, so that no one would suspect the baby was someone else's. Okay, it was very convincing because I, I still believe that to this day. So. Yeah, and Toadie was such a good friend. They are really good actors. Yeah. He was willing to go through with essentially a marriage to his mate. So, oh, so that, that makes yeah. a lot more sense about why Sonja's okay with having Steph in the house now. Yes, I'm a, I, yeah, I was very Yeah, because she's like, oh, they, they were more or less almost married and they're still mates. It's going to be fine. Yeah. That led to Steph in a frenzy running over Ringo on her motorbike and killing him and that's why she went to jail for, like, manslaughter. So is Ringo a, a, an animal? Or? Um, he's a man. Okay. <laughs> you have to go. It has to be a man for it to be manslaughter. Okay. Sorry. I really like ran, animals. She just ran over one of the Kennedy's dogs and went to jail. But now she's out. But through all of that, she had a checkered past with her mental health. But we can get into more of that. Great. So what we're going to do today is we're going to take it back to just before Easter, Thursday the 24th of March, and take it up to Wednesday night of the next week. And that'll get us all ready for Hotel Death Trap Week. And I'm calling it that because the Neighbours publicity team called it that. And I think they've realised that that was a stupid name. because they're, they're calling it Hotel Horror. Yeah, now. Hotel um, Horror. I'm like, no, guys, you put out Hotel Death Trap Week, hashtag, <laughs> stick with it, because I am. So now on the Thursday, we pick it up where Nini, who's played by Ali Fowler, 
who's the mother of Amy Williams, she's been outed as being a terrible nurse to Doug. He's got Alzheimer's and his nurse was just trying to make him believe that she was his wife. And then she said, that's just the disease talking. (laughs) Which is creepy. Really creepy. I don't even think she's Googled the disease because she just assumed that like whatever she tells him, like a robot, he will just believe. So they sit down with Nene. She has a meeting with Dr. Kennedy, Drab and and, and Amy and Kyle, everyone. Mm. And they all have this family meeting about how Nene was um, not caring for Doug appropriately and we're not going to report her to the nursing board. You can if you want, but we're not going to. But FYI, your father's in terrible hands. Here you go, deal with this information. Now, it leads to Kyle, who's Amy's boyfriend. He's worried that they shouldn't keep his mother-in-law around, Nene around, because she's... Um, this was one of my yes. favourite bits. Because so, Jimmy, oh, the, that's a little yes, kid, isn't he? Yes. And he said, but we didn't get rid of Bossy when she was sick. I know. So can, can't they just build a gazebo to make her better? <laughs> they can. But I reckon they yeah, a couple of gazebos yeah. for a person. <laughs> that's actually a genius business plan. Because medical expenses can rack up. If you don't have health insurance... If they're looking at counselling or psychiatric treatment, whatever, whatever this nebulous psychotic illness Nini has is... But she's on medication now, so it's fine. But then it's they're being very vague about what it is. And also, my understanding of these things is the medication doesn't work the first day that you take it. <laughs> it takes a little while. And often they recommend you talk to someone at the same time. Yeah. They didn't seem that fussed about that, though. It was it was more that she, she's on the medication and then she was open, open to counselling, so therefore... Yeah, when she We're gets done the now. moment. She's, yeah. she's come good. Yeah. But I would like to point out to Jimmy that they very nearly did get rid of the dog because they couldn't afford it. And if ne- if Amy hadn't come up with the gazebo scheme and the contra deal, yeah. Bossy would be on the farm. The dog was a lot less annoying as well. Correct. And uh, corrupt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Much more ethical. Oh, didn't the dog go around stealing undies though? Yes. So, Oh, it's actually very similar because the dog had an issue with its brain as well. <laughs> yes, it did. It had a brain tumour. Yes. It's very similar, and, isn't it? And dog brain surgery costs a lot of money. It, it yeah. does. No, yeah, no, it's a good it's a good analogy, Jimmy. Well done. <laughs> so uh, Nini can stay, which is a shame, but in a basket in the kitchen. <laughs> They've got to make sure, they've got to put a cone around her neck to make sure she doesn't doesn't interfere with her stitches. (laughs) Now, we'll get back over to the Willis household. Now, the Willises, I think, Penny, last time you were here, they were all living in harmony. Well, they were in separate families in separate houses. Yes, they were two separate nuclear families. Yes. But since then, Drab's uh, jumped ship and he lives with Lauren Turner. They live there with their love child, Paige. So now Piper's back from Canada. Where are her other children? They've all gone to Queensland. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So Piper now, there was talk of this long-lost lover, Chaz, and we find out it's Brody Chaswick. He's in a spot. Oh, that's why he's got two names. It's Look, it's hard at the best of times to keep track of things, and they give one character mm. two names. It's rough. It's um, like Anna Karenina. It's... It's taken us 20 years to get used to the fact that Toadie is also called Jared. I don't know where they thought we were going to get coping with Chaz and Brody. But he is an aspiring swimmer and he's come back because he wanted coaching from um, a high school teacher Mm. to get Olympic ready in a couple of weeks. And Piper has now revisited this old flame 
and they've been having kissy kissy on the stairs like while he's been crashing at the Willers house and which is weird because Drabsy's coach why not stay at the Turner house Lauren's got more available bedrooms but anyway Piper actually fesses up she wants to come clean she wants to tell her parents she's got a boyfriend and it's the guy that's living in the house and she admits it to her mum and to rage goes full rage and it's not on and she feels betrayed because he's a family friend and you shouldn't be sneaking around behind him. And he's like a hundred years old. They, they how, old bothered. how old is he? Um, this isn't, yeah. yeah. Well, we're assuming he's Josh's age and we're guessing that's about 19. Right. And so she is actually 16 though, isn't she? The uh, character is 16. They, they were really um, laying it on that they weren't sleeping together, which made yes. me think that maybe she was only 15 because that would be illegal. But 16's okay. Not necessarily morally. And I think, and, and they would have been, she would have been like 14 when they got together. Well, yeah, when he was visiting Canada, mm. they were, she would have been 15. Yeah. And come on, in this, Ca- when in Canada. This did used to happen in my school quite a bit, though. Oh, yeah. Yes, if, if I think for us, Penny, we come from Castleman, it's quite normal. It's quite normal. It? There were yeah. a lot of year 11 boys <laughs> went out with year 8 girls. And I remember one time, like <laughs> eight. No. Yeah, yeah, no. And I seriously remember one time what really, really shocked me about it. There was one boy who was going out with year 8. And I remember thinking, but he. He's doing advanced maths. He's just found out about imaginary numbers. And she's doing Pythagoras' theorem. Like, this can't work. Am I right to assume that you weren't dating any Year 11 boys at that stage, Penny? That's correct. But, you know, like, he knew that you can take the square root of a negative number. You know, she's got still working out ladders against a wall. Like, it's just not. I think in Year 8, I still had my Polly Pockets. Like, how... I I was a child when I was fourteen. Like we yeah. brought stuffed animals to school, my friends and I. Like I don't Yeah. How are these year, girls? Yeah, what? year eleven. I mean, girls do mature faster than boys, but there is a bit of a power imbalance, I think, with, yes. a, with a year eleven and a year eight, which is what this And also would be. I don't think it should be the level of relationship where you're coming from Canada to live in your yeah. sixteen year old girlfriend's house. Yes. That's intense. Yeah. It's all very bizarre, but the bigger problem that the Willises have is that she, they were lied to and she didn't come clean, that she was seeing this guy. They said, um, oh, it's okay, but don't ever keep anything from us ever again. Like, you have to tell us yeah. everything. And I and, thought, that's uh, disgusting. And how do you police that? There, yeah, and there are things that I haven't told my mum. Oh, do you want to do you want to share now? Well, <laughs> you know, just urinary tract infection. <laughs> no, actually, I've never had one of those. But you know, like your parents actually don't need to know everything. No, they don't you, even want to. And you've got two kids, and I imagine that you still don't even want to get into how they come yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there are doors on bathrooms for a reason. Like, you don't, your parents don't actually no. want to know absolutely everything about you. And and Piper says to to Rage, look, we've been sleeping in separate rooms. It's fine. She really emphasised that. Yeah. That's um, why I research statutory rape, but <laughs> apparently it's not relevant. But the other thing is that a few weeks ago she had a crush on Tyler, who is at an unspecified age, but we are assuming he's about 23, 24, and she was 16. Is that, that's not, is that legal? That, 16 is good to go. And she's good to go. <laughs> Piper's right to this go. This is something that I have... Um, Research thoroughly. Well, I've known it for years because when I did my very short period of doing law, um, I did criminal law. That was one of the things we did. And yeah, in Victoria, 16 is fine. But a lot of people don't know that. So a a lot of people think that it's not okay, which I think is probably quite good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, but technically, Technically. it's not illegal. There are some extra rules about if you're in authority. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So spiritually, it's not okay because of, yeah. Like people will think you're. Icky. Which we do think that of yeah. Chaz. 
So they can stay. They can stay in the house as long as Chaz keeps up his training. Um, that's, it's contingent on that. Now, we have to get into the big political story of the week because I might need your help deciphering it all. So we have the Quill family and they're all very new. They've come over from Perth and they, they take over the running of Lasseter's Hotel. So you've got Julie Quill, who's Paul Robinson's real wife in real life. Oh, very cute. Is she? Yes, it's too sweet when they have scenes together. And then you. I wish I'd known that. Yes, she's very rude to him in the scene. Yeah, that's good. So it must be fun Mm. off off camera. And so then you've got her stepchildren, um, one of which is Tom Quill, who's been replaced. His sister was around for a while. Now she's gone, and now that Tom's here, and they're all very. It's very diverse group. It's multicultural and and different sexualities in the mix. But Tom's not going to be around long, is he? Which is a shame because I do like Tom. He's interesting. I didn't mind Tom. Yeah, I mean he did some questionable things, but which we'll get to. So he he's in trouble because. His stepmom's putting a lot of pressure on him to get this Lassiter's second tower development across the line with the council. And the council is Sonia, more or less. It's yeah, just yes, it... one of the mums. <laughs> she's uh, got some political aspirations and she's got all the power. Uh, and she is waiting on this environmental report, which her assistant, Aaron Down the Mines, who was an exotic dancer up until very recently and is now a political assistant, and he's crunching the numbers on that somehow. Do you know how long? It was a 64-page report. 64-pages. I didn't think – he said, it's 64 pages. I don't think he's ever read that many pages before. But quite honestly, I don't think that's very long for an environmental report. (laughs) You think it should be longer? Maybe I I think so. But that's where we'll learn he is quite thick. So – Yes. He is meant to be stupid, though. Well, yeah. Um, Maybe he used a big font – and, it, and what is his exact job with? Okay, he was a miner. That's why he's Aaron down the mines. Mm. That's how we knew him before he came to Ramsey Street. But there's no mines in Erinsborough. Yeah. So he had to. He has got another occupation and he, he he's a stripper for all walks of life. And now he is. And then he stopped doing that for reasons I can't remember. And now he's just a freelancer. He does whatevs. And so Sonia said, come and do my admin. So did he strip in Erin's bra? Yeah, in the waterhole. Oh, um, lovely. Yeah, Sheila, Colette Nan, got really excited. She got some um, whole lot of new business in because they had a few bucks and hens nights and he, he was the boy from Kalgoorlie. That was his shtick. Oh, that's lovely. And now he's got a lot of pocket squares. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he must have had to cut up his old costumes. But he's so he's struck up this little romance with um, Tom Quill, T. Quizzle, uh, great. Love having another gay guy on the street. Mm. We love our gavers. But yeah. would it be fair to say that there's only ever two gay people at the one yeah, time? Not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a one in, one out. Um, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine what the scene would be like having Nate and Tom and Aaron all in one. Uh, yeah, um, like you, you don't need more than two. God. No, they obviously have to get together. You can't yeah, just exactly. have them live on the street. No, and we, they never go to a bar or anything, so we can see like a dozen of them all in one room. A dozen. Um... But he, so Tom's been plying Aaron down the mines with shoes. He's been buying him up big with sho- bags full of shoes. He, and pocket squares, I suspect. Yeah, that's probably why he's got them. Yeah. And he comes around to stay over, but really he wants to get his hands on this report. And Tom spills his wine on Aaron, more or less throws it mm. at him so that Aaron has to go get a new shirt. But again, he's a stripper. Why doesn't he just pull his shirt off right then and there? And he, then? Yeah, and they're a couple. Like, why is he... Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Why didn't he take his shirt off? Everyone else was walking around without a shirt on. That's usually their their MO, the Brennans, is they get about with yeah. no shirt. 
Oh, and he's the he's a Brennan. Yeah. Oh, so he's the sense. he's the middle Brennan brother. Oh, yeah. So yeah, shirtless is how he starts his day, and then you know. But while he's, Aaron's cleaning up, Tom then sw- does the old switcheroo with a USB and puts a brand new environmental report. That is a doctored environmental yes. report. And I enjoyed, because you don't hear doctor used as a verb very often, <laughs> but this week we heard it frequently. Yes. The report was doctored. Particularly on Ramsey Street where Erinsborough Hospital could do with a bit more doctoring at the yes. best of times. All right. Into Friday. Good Friday, March the 28th. They didn't really commemorate Jesus dying, did they? I mean, it's always a bit hard because it falls on different days Mm. each year. He's up there on the cross. They do have a calendar. No one's thinking about it. Because they usually get Christmas done and dusted by the 5th of December. So you'd think Mm. Easter would have been covered. Um, But maybe they were just keeping it secular. Yeah, I mean, that is nice, isn't it? But still, get a chocolate bunny from Harold's Cafe or something. Yeah, they could do the Stations of the Cross. (laughs) Uh, not even a hot cross bun. That's always nice. Someone giving Jesus some vinegar. Feet washing. That's the thing. Yeah, he did that. So this environmental report that has, the doctored environmental report, has now been leaked out into the world and Aaron's emailed it to Sonia and printed it, actually. He um, printed 64 pages from his home computer, mm. which I find amazing because I never have that much ink left. No, but he did probably steal it from the council office. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe he's getting keeping his receipts from <laughs> Officeworks and getting reimbursed. Then uh, Sonia goes to this meeting. Meanwhile, Aaron's trying to solve. Like, he's reading over the report and something in his brain's ticking over that it doesn't it's read. It's a slow tick. Very slowly. <laughs> it doesn't read the way it did yes. last night. So many things are different. It's not. He didn't even say it's different. He said it's not how I remember it. <laughs> I and then he thinks there's 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 a, there's a second report. He was like, I, the report I read was pretty bad. <laughs> this one seems good. Hmm. Oh, Aaron, pretty little thing. And then he goes and talks it over with his brother Tyler. The Is ma- it Tyler who suggests it? Who who first uses the word doctor? I, I don't know. Because once they have established that it's doctored, that they it's run like with they it. broke it's the really, seal really of doctored, doctored yeah, and then it right. just kept coming. <laughs> no one said tampered. No, no. changed, altered. No. no, leaked. Nothing. So they're trying to mull that over and solve the mystery of why the report seems a bit different. <laughs> is it in his head or is it on the paper? <laughs> and he doesn't think to like put a call into Sonia, going something's a bit skew if with this report. Do you want to give it another read with me before you take it to the council agenda? Like, maybe? Mm, no. Hold on. Nah. He just mulls it over on his own. So then they have this council meeting. And now you guys are from country Victoria. Yes, and we are. And you've been to... Represent. You've been to the odd all-in-town all meeting, Gilmore Girls style. No. You? No. God, no. 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 Oh, no. no. We don't contribute. No, no. no but you know what happens at them. Our maths teacher, my maths teacher did become the mayor. What? Yeah. What was their, like, platform? Um, I don't know. But See, I, that's so involved. But I, oh, no, I can't probably say this. <laughs> <laughs> he might, someone who I remember, no, well, no. I can't. Was there a scandal? No, no, it wasn't a he. He, someone... I'm not saying it was him. And I don't even know if this is true. 
So I should definitely say it. The odds that you he will, <laughs> the odds that he will listen to this, pretty slim. You used to um, run a book on which girl in any year level would be the first to get pregnant. <gasps> yeah, but that's the kind of hot gossip someone makes up as well. Exactly. I don't think he really did that. Although, if it, if someone was going to run a book, it would be him. It's going to be someone. He good. would totally. Get and the he's math a math teacher. teacher. That's what yeah. I mean. He's good with the numbers. So at this meeting. They pass the development. The Lasseter's development gets approved by all everyone who's at the council meeting. They all hands up. Yep, everybody say aye. Job done. But then the penny drops for Aaron, and he confronts Tom about this extra report. You mean the doctor? Doctor. The doctor report. Yeah. And he realizes that Tom is the doctor of oh, the report. Yeah. And not, Carl's yeah. not the only one with exaggerated qualifications in that field. That's probably enough to get. Tom a job at Erin's a brain surgeon, I He's like, I doctored a report once. Come on. <laughs> come on in. Come on. We don't need to check your references. He could at least be a psychiatric nurse. <laughs> oh, they need a psychiatric nurse. <laughs> now, Tom says to Aaron, no, keep your mouth shut because if it gets out... What yes. he actually says, which I wrote down yes. word for word, it, because we, I wrote down every time someone mentioned the school fire, because oh, yes. I, I found that hilarious. And he said, who are they going to believe, a respected businessman or an exotic dancer who was implicated in the school fire? And I felt I really liked that because there was a lot of exposition through dialogue in that sentence. And it really helped me because I, then I knew that Aaron had been an exotic dancer. I yes. knew that there had been a school fire. I knew that Aaron had somehow been implicated in the None school fire. None of this we knew before. Both of those characters knew those things. Also, I'm not quite but sure. Him it, saying it explicitly was not, very helpful. I'm not even sure it went down that way because I don't remember Aaron having any involvement in the school fire. The school fire came about because Piper and Susan Kennedy's grandson decided to um, ha- get up to some mischief and try and set the smoke detectors off at the school. And they did. And it Very well, by the sounds of <laughs> They did so by making fire. (laughs) (laughs) And the fire spread. And then the school burned down. I don't know at what point Aaron got involved. So it was a very heavy week this week with mentioning the fire. Do they do that every week? Or is it... We're talking about a girl who ran away with Ben after the fire. Yes. That's another one. All the resources have gone to rebuilding the school after the fire. Haven't you learned anything since the fire? And can I just say, I just don't believe that rebuilding a school, that that would come from operating expenses. It would be a capital expense. It would be, there would be a separate fund for rebuilding the school. I think they might even be insured. Meanwhile, in the middle of all this, Doug, I've written here, Doug is an umbrella. Oh, he got, yes, he got stuck under the umbrella. They were very patronising about that umbrella. They're all, for all of this banging on about how respectful they're being to the Alzheimer's storyline, they're getting a lot of lols. From- oh, Doug, that looks like that umbrella. Well, they, no, they call him Pops. Oh, Pops, it looks like the umbrella's eating you. Yeah, like bullshit you're being respectful to this old cock. Like you, <laughs> like, you are milking this for everything that it's worth. And the girls clearly don't want to be looking after him. His dad's never looking after him. His wife in Darwin doesn't give two shits about him. Jeezy was wise this week, though. No, I thought, yeah, he kept on popping up out of nowhere, though, with yeah, it just... a wise surprise. <laughs> he kept, kept creeping up on people and then being wise. And the other thing that they kept playing for laughs is that he kept giving them advice but thinking they were the wrong person. Yeah, like, why can't he just give the advice? Why They had to keep reminding us that he has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And it was like no one could remember that he couldn't remember things. Yes. And they were always surprised. 
anytime it's like they had to keep googling the Alzheimer's symptoms. Anytime you forgot anything, you're like, oh no, <laughs> sinister music plays. Uh oh. They're, I don't know, they're making – Imogen and Paige are helping him do carpentry in the backyard. So we have a revisit from an old character, Andreas. He's this um, Hispanic stereotype that uh, swans on in to deliver more wood. Is it wood that he's brought? What's he brought? No one was looking at the wood there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was someone that <laughs> – he was someone that Colette Nan had hired at the waterhole when she was trying to one-up Harold's by having a hot employee. And then oh, that is a good strategy. Yeah, then Harold's hired him off them. The problem is he couldn't make a latte. So <laughs> they just had this hot guy walk, walking around taking people's orders and not being able to fill them. So he didn't last long. But uh, now, got he, now, he's a <laughs> now he's a delivery man. And Paige throws Imogen at him because Imogen's recently broken up with her very dull boyfriend and Imogen's not interested. She's like, no, I'm only interested in people that I have no connection with. And she, she just backs off. And then really ultimately, and Paige doesn't even want to have a crack because she's not over her ex. And uh, Doug just doles out wisdom. Gold. And oh, then he takes us to a really dark place by mentioning the son that oh. died of SIDS. And yeah. Yes, but then he forgets where he was. Two seconds. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's funny again. Punchline. <laughs> I mean, he said memories are worth holding on to, even the ones that hurt. And you shouldn't regret falling in love. But I wonder if he's ever been arrested in his wedding dress. No, no. He doesn't understand. No. He's got no empathy. So it's just a really dark place. But she's his wife. <laughs> and suddenly Paige has faith again. She's like, oh, my faith's been restored because an old man's lost his memories and only has bad ones left or something. <laughs> uh, finally, though, we, we need to get to our special guest of this episode. So Xanthi Canning, Zan Can, she's, had, she's got problems. Last time we saw her near a school book, she couldn't read the sentence. I didn't know um, that. She was kind of struggling. She had to read in front of the class and she mm. could only read like every second word. But no one's mentioned it for two months. So, they're like, so eh, now she can. Yeah. No, they're like, she'll muddle through. Okay. Whatever. Um, but now... She isn't, she's failing half her assignments and Susan makes a house call to Sheila to say she needs a tutor. And straight away Sheila's like, well, I can't afford a tutor. But um, You'd reckon there'd be someone on the street who'd do free tutoring as well? Yeah. Oh, Why? Wouldn't do Susan do Susan, Susan. Susan. Oh, who else? No, but didn't she tell Susan, Susan had to work, work find the funding? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, because so, she's the principal. So, yeah. so the solution isn't to find free tutoring, it's to find paid tutoring. Mm. But also, um, what's her name? Imogen would tutor. She Oh, Imogen would do it. She um, would do she it just probably, for the glory. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, look, I know how, um, yeah, schools don't have a lot of money for extra things and it is a big problem. But I do think that the whole link, Susan linking it to the fire is very disingenuous yeah. because I just don't think that that... She might just not. I think she felt like she just didn't want to find the money. And also, not your, not my problem. If I was yeah. Susan, it's like yeah. just sort your kid out and make her do her homework. See you yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. So Xanthi Zan has to put her hand up for tutoring, but she gets waylaid. So she's walking down the street with her school books, and who does she see? She runs into coming out of Lassiter's. It's Brooke from The Bold and the Beautiful. Because that would be where Brooke would stay. <laughs> yeah, out in the suburbs, not in yeah. the inner city, not at the Sofitel or anything, just half an hour out of the city in Erinsborough. 
She um, looked very at home. Yeah, she really she matched kind of the the palm trees and things mm. that they used to adorn the Lassiter's complex. One thing I did find about neighbours that I didn't remember is it's very hard to hear the dialogue when they're outside over all the birds. Isn't it? <laughs> and there was cicadas at one point as well in the evening. I, I couldn't. Focus. I think the cicadas, Bonnie, are left over from when the heat wave hit a couple of weeks back. Oh, yes. It was just wall-to-wall cicadas We're on soundtrack. That seven-year hatching. Yes. yes. Okay. So I think that some of them haven't died off. Okay. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, I didn't hear much of that over the birds, to be honest. That well, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. These are the things that Catherine Kelly Lang, our special guest star, discussed. She discussed her um, charity that she's supporting. She discussed her caftan line, her designer caftan business. And she waved some around. They were quite mm-hmm. nice. They were lovely. They were very flowy. Sonia would have liked one. Well, the thing is, Sonia, that's who, her uniform. Mm. Where was she when the free caftans were getting handed around? Mm. Nowhere. But now she wears blazers because she's the mayor. Of course. Um, Colourful. I felt that were overdressed council workers, even Aaron. So in a full suit all the time. Yeah, but that was to – is that not to illustrate that he's been getting he's, the clothes? He's wearing clothes. Yeah. I just want to really highlight he's, that. He's dressing the But part. also I think those – the pocket squares and the tie, they were part of the bribes. So oh, they, okay. snazzy okay. suits. Do you think as well maybe the suit was part of the, one of his costumes from his exotic maybe, dancing? Maybe it's all Velcro. <laughs> you can all get rip, ripped got off. got a snap crotch. <laughs> Takes you from day to night to later that night. <laughs> Are you bold and the beautiful I no, people? No. no. I think I, but I did recognise that woman, so I must have seen a couple I of episodes. Her. I was back in the day in high school, I caught the odd episode, and so it was cute seeing her there. There was an amazing riff where Sheila meets her and goes on about how Ridge mistreated her and should never mm. have picked Taylor and, you know, and, you know, Brooke's like, great, I'm a real person. I'm, I'm not just about that. Can we talk about my charity? Do you think that would have been fun for the actors because that would happen to them all the time where people just come up to them and abuse them about their behaviour on Neighbours? Yes. Or, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably more fun for the Neighbours actors. Yes. I think KK Lang was probably just wishing she was anywhere. Anywhere but else. There. Yeah. Really. Um, I don't know. She, just, she, was, she phoned it in. She was very gracious. And she got Sheila, okay, good get getting Sheila, but she got Xanthi, who's only been on the show for a month. Get her some Carl and Susan action. Get her some Paul Robinson. Mm. Yeah, that wasn't. Sparks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she could have pashed Paul. Everyone else has done it. Yeah, she was there for 20 minutes. That's long enough to pash Paul. Mm. <laughs> and She's the right sort of age. Yeah. Oh, that age doesn't matter. Is no, no barrier, Penny. No, no, no that's no, true. No. So finally, her, her little arc there is to, she listens to Xanthi, who misses her mum. Her mum's also called Brooke. Now, her mum was a grifter and is now hiding out in Bali because a current affair did an expose on her shenanigans. And to make Xanthi feel better and also overshare, like if I'm, if I'm the bold and the beautiful level of celebrity, that's a long conversation I'm letting this teenage girl have with me. Yeah. Like where are her minders? She's mm. just, there's no publicist, there's no one looking after her. But then she comes back with the caftans and says, here's a free caftan on the house, give one to your mum. And then Sheila says, I think you're right. I think she's right. Your mum does love you. <laughs> like it was a, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that made no sense. Um, I guess if Brooke from The Bold can point it out, she knows love because yeah. they go through a lot of love on The, on the Bold. <laughs> Not as much as Paul. No. Uh, anyway, so it was weird. Very weird cameo. I'm happy to have it. More of them, please. Just... I don't know. She could have been better utilised. But after all that, 
Aaron comes back to Sonia to say, look, I think the report's been doctored. And she said, too late, mate. We've approved the development because it was such a glowing report. Mm. And he admits that he got played by Tom. Mm. And then Sonia has to sack him. The thing I found weird here is that Tony says, like, is there ever any evidence to prove that you weren't involved? And he's a lawyer and he should know it goes around the other way. Like, you've got to prove that, <laughs> that he, he was, was involved. involved. Oh, Right. Although I guess not so much for being sacked, but I don't. No, you still you can't sack someone, for no, especially no council. Well, exactly. No, but I did think that yeah, no HR needs to get involved before you sack someone. Yeah, can the mayor just decide? No, no. you made a bad character, like no. social decision. Meeting with HR. Mm. If he was on a contract, maybe it would be easier. But then you'd have to look at the terms. But yeah, no, I think if he's just an employee, it's very hard. It's quite hard to sack people. Well, she's done it. She's <laughs> she's pulled rank. We'll pause for a second before we skip over the weekend and into Monday because I've been asking people to send us in their hashtag dream death trio because we're going into Hotel Death Trap Week next week. And initially we thought three people were going to be killed off. I think it's only going to be two now, but wishful thinking, maybe it still could be three. Why did you think it was going to be three? Because I think a press release said three and now they've... Uh, but we know someone will die. Yeah, at least... And our, two. Do you think? And Susan will be providing emergency medical care. Well, she, she again. As, as we know, she can do an emergency tracheotomy with a biro at any moment's notice. Someone can just talk her through it. Yeah. Mm. Okay, as long as Carl's on the phone. So we've got a few voice voice memos from neighbours, listeners to play. Going to kick it off now. Firstly, with Kate from the podcast and her husband. The characters I think are going to die are. Imi, Josh and Doug, but the characters I'd like to see die are Imi, Josh and Drab. G'day neighbours, what do you know? And the characters I want to die is Josh, he's doing nothing, Daniel, he's doing nothing as well, and Doug, go put Doug out of his misery. This is Mr Eden Hills from Twitter. My first character, which I think is going to be killed off, will be Kyle. My second character, who I think is going to be killed off, will be Daniel. Uh, he's become quite a wasted character on the show. He seems to not really do very much, and it seems like the writers have arrived at a natural conclusion that he's probably fairly useless, and he was to start with anyway. Lastly, I think the third character who's going to be killed off in the show is not actually a human. I think it's actually going to be a dog. I think he's going to be bossy. Bossy comes very much as part of a character with Kyle, and if you kill off uh, Kyle, you've got to kill off Bossy as well. Otherwise, you've just got a dog moping around on screen, which isn't going to be much fun for any of us. So th those are my three, Kyle, Daniel and Bossy. Now we're into Monday. We kick off the week. Aaron has been sacked. Sonia is sad because she says she's never sacked anyone. But they cross to her nursery quite a lot and no one's working there. So she's also never hired anyone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she never hired anyone or everyone just quits. But I thought it was funny when... Sonia arrived to report the crime to Mark. Yes. That she went to his house. Well, the cop shop was closed, obviously. To the kitchen. And he's just in his civvies. Like, he's yeah. doing a lot of police work in just his normal clothes at the I moment. Just, I don't Does think he have a uniform? He has a uniform. It's an old one. It's not the new Vic Police, like, navy blue hot one. He's going to get that in a couple of months. But Wouldn't Aaron and have when... one he could borrow? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So he's at least, I know he's got like a construction worker's outfit he could borrow. And and when she reports a crime, Steph's there yes. as well, yeah. which is appropriate. But hang on, what's the relationship between Mark and Sonia? 
They're besties. besties. They're just besties? Is that – Well, I thought they must be brother and sister or something. Actually, they look a lot more like brother and sister than her actual sister when she was on the show because she was kind of Eurasian, but they were meant to be full sisters. Oh. Anyway, he is her very attractive friend. Oh, so she's not – she doesn't want to – she's happy with Toadie? Look, this is the question. <laughs> there's a question. There's a little question mark above that because – her very hot friend is often at her house and they're having cups of tea and help playing with the daughter together. And mm. um, I think it's the sort of thing where you've got an attractive friend and you're like, if I was single, it'll be on. So but, we're keeping it on the back burner for a few years if, if, if there's dull moment in Neighbours. Is that their plan? Yeah, surely. Would they do that to Toadie though? Oh, Toadie. Well, Toadie, pr- well, let's think about Like Toadie's <laughs> wife, he drove his wife off a cliff yeah. it's on their wedding day. I enough. They've crippled Toadie recently. Oh, like, Toadie oh, yeah, no, in the jumping now. castle incident, and that's he seems fine. He's come good. He's off his crutches. He's doing very well with the physio. And his penis? <laughs> that was the first thing to come back. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, he. The thing mm. is, though, he's going to get trapped in the hotel death trap next week. Mm. Are so you sure about that? He might be re-crippled. Well, there's a, it's very hard to discern from those promos what is actually happening. Is it the hotel hand. or the motel? Holiday Inn. <laughs> is, it the, is, it, is it the hotel that's going to be in the death trap? Is it Lasseter's or is it the motel? The shithole. Um, it, it is Lasseter's. I, it think, is I think they're setting it up because they want to blame it on Paul because he's got the competing business. The motel, because if you can't afford staying at a four-star hotel, your only other option is to stay at a really shitty, bug-infested, understaffed, pay-by-the-hour motel Mm. around the corner. Um, Well, there can't be any Airbnb, because those houses are all chockers, aren't they? Sheila had Airbnb for a bit, (laughs) but she's got no room at the inn now, because she's packed to the rafters. But... um, uh, Yeah, she had a room for a while, and then, of course, an attractive lady came around and slept with whoever was available at the time. So with uh, Mark, so Mark and Steph have recently started hooking up. And Can I say yes, something about please. Steph? Because yes. um, she used to be on the show when I used to watch it last time and she has not got any older since she came back. I feel like she looks exactly the same. She doesn't age. She was a lot older than Carla, who plays her, is a lot older than Steph. She, when she joined the show, Steph was meant to be like 19 and oh, Carla was like 26. So she's always been older than the character she plays. So she's actually in the show, in real life, she's the same age as Lauren, who was Mark's mother-in-law, more or less. And now she's playing Mark's lover. Oh, wow. so she's so, doing really well. Yeah. Um, but, and... Well, I, this is a big double standard because you didn't like the age gap before, ladies, and now, <laughs> now, now we've got a cougar on our hands. You're fine <laughs> Um, that, so with Steph and Mark, they're hot and heavy and Sonia's kind of in the middle of like, she's the third wheel, even though there's five people that live in that house, but whatever. Sonia is always in between them. The thing is at the end of the episode, they find this picture of Nell from the daycare that someone had like taken with a long lens or something. And like, as if they were stalking her. Um, so Mark's like, well, I'm going to crash here tonight. It's a great, you've got a cop staying over. Why not shut your back door? Like, yeah. Or lock it. Just close it would be a good first that step. That dead door's always open though, isn't it? Because Nell, I swear to God, she's run out into the street and nearly been killed four or five times because Toadie yeah. was in a wheelchair and couldn't run after her. But no, they don't, no, I don't need, they need to just unhinge those doors. They don't need them. <laughs> no, exactly. Chop them up into wood. I think Dr- they were born in a tent. <laughs> Drab and Doug can use those that timber next door for their whittling. Yep. They're not needed. Or a gazebo. A gazebo. 
Um, the thing is, later in, in at night, Sonia comes out. Nell's toy wombat is in a different place to where mm. she left it. The door's ajar and she flips her lid. It's like something's going on. Someone's here. But stops to chat about it with Mark. Doesn't go, I might, I might go see if my kid's still here. No, no she, she, I, she I, She didn't check if Nell was still there. I was having – I thought it was going to be like One Night at the Moon. I don't know if anyone's seen that film, but the kitty follows the moon and wanders off and but the bed's s- empty, but no. But I don't even think she – we didn't even find out if she was in the bed. No, we never found her. <laughs> no, she, they never confirmed it. <laughs> she may have left the show. We don't know. Back over to – Piper and Chaz, the lovebirds, that the only person who is shipping them is Xanthi. She's obsessed. She was just squeaking in the background the whole she time. She wouldn't leave them alone either. She was just hovering. And even when she was told to shut up and go away, she just sort of moved a metre away <laughs> from them and just sort of still hovered. Mm. And it's not how I would act. When I was a teenager and my two mates were getting Spew. it on. Yeah. I'm like, this is bullshit. Where's mm. my friend? We want to go to the shops. Like, I don't want anything to do with this scenario. Also, I'll ask you guys how kosher you think this is. They were macking on in front of the parents. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, that is gross. Even if you did that now, Penny, I'd probably vomit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, like no, I, I don't think I, I don't think I do that, do I? No, no. One I'm... of our other sisters does. Me. Don't <laughs> like it. Sorry, sorry. This is being one recorded. I've just realised. <laughs> That's like, it could be any of them. And you know who you are. Actually, and we might them. find out if they listen to this, actually. Yes. Well, it's a good home truth <laughs> that they need to learn. <laughs> PDAs, not on. The thing is, Chaz is in a little bit of strife. So he's got his girl, his much younger, creepy situation there. But his swimming's not exactly up to scratch. So he's supposed to be this elite-level athlete. Mm. He's very slender, and I yes, noticed he's usually bigger. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. thought that too, shoulders. And I did see a glint of bit of boob, I felt. <laughs> did you? Well, that just confirms what Brad's been saying. At least a, he's at least an A cup. <laughs> and the thing is, when they cast Pastora Josh, I bought him as a swimmer. Mm, like, he absolutely. seemed like a swimmer. But this guy, I don't know, which I guess is playing out because he's a crap swimmer. They, we know this because they keep training him in the yard. Like, I don't, they're bad coaches because they haven't put him in a pool. They can't afford a pool. He used to remember back in the day when Billy Kennedy was always in the pool. Oh. The sad thing is as well, there's about four pools on that street. They can't even put him in the backyard But, pool. I mean, he can't train in a little 10-metre backyard pool, can he? Well, instead he's training by running laps yeah. of the yeah. park. And he's, I, we didn't get to see him running much. But I didn't think he was good at that either. He talked a lot about the 10Ks that he I had his run. His arms were sort of flapping around. That, they've said that he's not ready for the trials, for the Olympics. Are they, is he trying to get into Rio? Because that's in like a few weeks. Yeah. That's this year. Is that what they're... Or does he mean the Olympics in four years' time? No. Sorry. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know. But no, he's, he's old enough. He should be going to the Olympics. But he's not ready. His timing's not up to scratch. And I think bad coaching, why didn't you test him before you decided to be his coaches, Drab mm. and Josh? Like, get him to do a time trial, then decide if you're going to give up all your free time to coach this loser. Um, and Brad's hair looked really bad. It's it was so oily. It was all slicked back. But we did notice, didn't we, Bonnie, that all the women's hair in the show is amazing. Yes. Mm, and their makeup. Amazing hair, except for Lauren, who sometimes morphs into the drab mullet. Like they both, oh, yeah, they both share true. a hairstyle. But everyone else on point. Mm. 
So Drive's cracking down on Chaz because he's a terrible swimmer. Like, yeah, and I was quite surprised that Chaz got as upset as he did about it. Um, yeah, because it's weird. He basically completely cracked it. But my understanding of elite athletes is that they're always being told that they're shit and getting yelled at yeah, and um, very... getting flogged and being told, you know, you're fat, you're, you're lazy, like Lisa Jones said in her biography. It's important because they had to show, because he's been quite reasonable before and he has to get evil very quickly. Yes. Oh. He so did they... get very evil very quickly so in they a matter had of days. To, yes. That's the straw that broke the Chaz's mm. back. Because yeah. I can understand, because like, I've joined a gym in the last year and sometimes they can raise their voices at me and often I can't do another sit-up mm. and they don't believe me and there's sometimes there's a bit of back and forth about that. <laughs> and but have you ever, like, walked, walked out and tried to persuade your partner to move to Perth? No, because <laughs> I pay the gym and yeah. that's, my, that's coming out of my pocket if I walk out yeah. and I'm assuming he's paying his trainers. But, you could, yeah, you've got to expect that they're going to get a bit aggro at you. Yeah, Isn't that why you hired Drab? I just reckon elite athletes are just constantly yelled at. Yeah, we, we watch movies. He's not elite, is he? No. Maybe he hasn't watched enough movies. Maybe he hasn't watched Stick It. <laughs> What's the Stick <laughs> Dance Academy? Gymnast Dance the gym, Academy. The gymnast movie where they're all get, getting picked on by the gym oh, coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, he's got to watch more movies. Uh, yeah, he wants to move to Perth. And Piper's like, yeah, I'm 16. I'll move? What? No. But they, their plan is... Are they just going to a hotel for one night? For oh, a- yes. Their plan is to go to the shit motel. So we'll leave that there and we'll hear from another couple of our submissions for the hashtag Dream Death Trio. So the next two we're going to hear from are from Paul and Sarah at Paul2Dart on Twitter and Sarah CP Jones. And it's Paul's birthday. Happy birthday. I don't know when you'll hear this. Maybe in like a year. It'll be out of date. Or it'll be, you know, it'll be it'll relevant be- again. So happy birthday, Paul. Thanks for your message. Listen to this every year. <laughs> Hi neighbours, this is Sarah and Paul and we're just going to work through some of our death wishes for neighbours characters. Okay, number one, Lauren. Yeah, I agree, because they could get anybody with arms to run that cafe. She's incredibly dull. What is she? Just really boring. Just really boring. Like, get someone else in. Yeah, and stop wearing yellow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My second one is Paige, largely because I used to hate her earrings. And now he's stopped wearing those earrings. But I just think it'd be really brills if another fiance of Mark's died, because that would be like then his thing. A bit like how Toadie's weddings, he shouldn't be allowed near them. Like, do you remember that time he drove a van and turned it over? Like, fuck's sake, Toadie, stop it. My number two is Doug. Like, outside, this is really sad. And yeah. In neighbours' time, things like this shouldn't drag on for more than about a week. Well, it has escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, so they need to wrap that up. I was going to say Piper, but then I changed my mind and I want it to be Brody the Swimming Egg because, um, who is he? He can't, apparently he can't even swim. Like, he's like, oh, I, like, they haven't even got in the pool yet, have they? They just, they just do sit-ups in the park because that's the thing. Yeah, I want Brody the Swimming Egg to go because he can't swim and he's basically molesting a 14-year-old in Canada and I think we shouldn't condone that, so I'm happy. And also, Piper will be heartbroken and it'll be the story. Good for her. That's not about fucking vlogging. So, one more from you? I feel there are too many Brenos on the screen. <gasps> All controversial. There's just a lot of Breno, like... Which Breno do you want to kill? It's got to be Cop Breno. 
You want to kill Mark Breno? Yeah, because like... I'm like, I know he was pretty dull, but since he sacked off Paige, or Paige sacked him off, and he's hooked up with Steph, I think that's nice because he's like, I think maybe he will ride a motorbike, he will have some lols, and he will get into trouble <sighs> with a biker gang. Yeah, but they're just going to make it some like, oh, bikers, they all do illegal things. Yes, oh, yes, they are. Just like how, oh, I know who should die. Nini. <laughs> Nini. Because I hate how insipid Amy is when she's around. And also, they seem to be blaming a history of depression and anxiety on her fucking up a man with dementia and lying about her qualifications. And I think that's not all right. I, mean, I know Neighbours has a sketchy relationship with mental health, but come on. Okay, thanks, neighbours. They are mine and Penny's notes are almost exactly the same as yeah, well. Really? What What is some of the every thing... time something happened, we, we wrote exact, we were quite writing the exact same quotes. What were you? What were some of the observations? Well, the day we watched together, we wrote down all the same quotes all about the same the fire. Fire. There was all fire related. Artwork in motels. The, the, the exotic what's the dancing. Art, what's dancing. the artwork in motels, Bizo? Oh, well, she. I think Nini suggested that. Nini suggested that they could get some artwork in the they motel. They don't even have catering. They don't even have food. And I'm like, yeah, because artwork and motels, they always... They've barely... That's where you go to see your good art, <laughs> to a motel. They've barely vacuumed and they're worrying about putting paintings up. Yeah, the prioritisation has been bad in this project, I feel. I don't think they've cleaned since that one day that the health inspector was coming. They must have a few people, like, cleaners working there if they've got... They, they could shell out for an extra. I want to see a maid in the background mm. with some spray, spray and wipe. I used to do that. And then you could get some more diversity in as well, tick a few more boxes. You know, yeah. usually their diversity boxes are ticked with the hotel, the, the hotel, the hospital nurses. The nursing staff oh, often yeah. gets very diverse. Yeah, um, when I worked in the hotel, I was the diversity. <laughs> <laughs> do you? When you worked in a hotel... Is it a motel or a hotel? It was a hotel, excuse me. It was four stars. I don't know how many stars it was, yes. but it uh, had stars. went down when you were in it. Did they do things? So, firstly, did they rent hotels to teenagers, hotel rooms to teenagers? You have to, don't you? Oh, I'm sure they would have. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I was strictly cleaning. When there were important meetings, like staff meetings, did you have to like meet with your boss at the pub across the road? Or No. We, in the morning, though, we had to do a little set of exercises before we got started, like just sort of swinging our arms around and stuff. It was a, it was a health and safety thing. Oh, I've never seen Daniel or anyone do that. No. Or when Delta Goodrum was a, a maid undercover, she didn't do any exercises. Yeah, well, some rooms in the bacon sure did that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Mm. Um, what was that? In the bacon factory, sometimes oh. we do that. Yeah, you've got to limber up <laughs> before you... No, no Rush worries. around like a mad thing. So maybe Hotel Death Trap Week is just an OHS situation. <laughs> People are like leaving vacuum cleaning cords. Yeah, they're not bending their knees when yeah. they pick up a box. Exactly. Oh, I do have some advice though. I yes. probably don't want this in, in here, but I think it is an important public service announcement. Yeah. If you're staying in a hotel and there is a glass in the bathroom, yes. right. Unless there's like a, a separate sink, like a separate kitchen sink. Do not ever use that glass. That glass will have been washed in the bathroom sink using a rag that the cleaner's taking around from room to room, maybe oh. putting it next to the rags that they clean the toilet with. Like, seriously, don't use them. That's so true. And also, the toilet's right they there. Do, they don't take the glasses away, like <gasps> take the dirty glasses away and then bring in a fresh glass. No, no, they clean it in the room. And that's been, like, sprayed on from the toilet water as well. Exactly. Don't use the glass. That is a hot tip. Exactly. Thank you, Penny, no, right. for that. So this is – now, on Tuesday, 
Toadie and Sonia are livid because someone's been creeping around their house and they all assume it's Tom Quill. And Which I, is a good, yeah, I think it's a good assumption, isn't it? Well, just because he was acting shonky? It is a bit of a yeah, step, isn't it? To go from doctoring a rapport, <laughs> which is a very white collary crime, yeah. to um, potentially breaking and entering, yeah. or just entering because yeah. you have to break the photography as well. Like that's quite a lot of work and planning. Yeah. Um, Although, having said that, when they send um, photographers around to um, childcare centres, normally, like you have to pay for it. You have to pay to get the photos, so and they like got them for free. <laughs> so it's, yeah, and actually, they quite good. Since Amber moved away, um, she was the photography expert that yeah. the childcare hired. There's no one taking photos. Yeah, so, so this is quite it's quite nice. It's a little yearbook. You put it in the yearbook, just <laughs> long lenses from across the playground. <laughs> now Aaron's really sorry. Um, he's so sorry, isn't he? Um, he knows he's stuffed up, and shit. Sonia tells him that she can't. He can't have the job. But then she goes, oh, I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he saved $3.80. Spring for a palmer, at yeah. least. You're in the pub. They, also, they were all suspecting Tom. And then I don't know how it happened, but we are introduced to the boiler room. It was very mm. sinister. Do you think it was an actual boiler room? Um, I don't. I've not had a lot of experience with boiler rooms. The only thing I could compare it to was uh, it looked a lot like the bottom deck of the Titanic. It did. And do you know, there was a lot of background noise. There was background noise in it. And initially I thought, I really thought, oh, you can hear people having sex in the (laughs) hotel room. But that's not what it was. But after you said that, I really couldn't get that out of my head. It did sound like that. (laughs) But it was just boiling. That's all it was. creaky. I don't even know. What would a hotel use a boiler room for? What does it do? What happens in there? Oh, it'd be for the heat, like the heat heating. And the air con. (laughs) And the aircon because they said Paul tampered with the yeah. aircon down there. All of the things <laughs> to keep the building it's, running. It's the nucleus of the hotel. <laughs> That's right. So okay, it's foreshadowing because we know something's going down in that boiler room to cause the death trap next week. Um, I don't know why Tom had to be in there and how Aaron knew to get in there and I was trying to fix something. And Tom it? just confessed to it all, like says, like, and I thought. Oh, why isn't Aaron recording this? Yeah. And then, of course, he was. He was. So, I guess he's Tom not that dumb. didn't think that. Which makes me think they should be together because it, Tom was quite stupid, stupid to say that out yeah. loud. Mm. So, they, they do seem good for he each ba- other. Because he, ba- I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically said, yes, I did it all. I doctored the report. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did say that. I yeah, think. he basically yeah. did. He, there was nothing vague. He could have said, yes, I made some mistakes. He could have mm-hmm. been really vague. You know, yeah. he was very specific. Yeah. Like, I put that USB, I transferred the file across, <laughs> um, I changed I, all the words. You had no idea what those shoes were really for, you know. <laughs> I control f yeah. the word um, bad and repl- find and replaced with, with the word good. <laughs> High risk with low risk. <laughs> And, yeah, he went into quite some detail. And so Aaron recorded a voice memo, which was really amazing because I had been asking people to send us voice memos. And then I was tweeting excitedly, like, Aaron's sending us a voicemail memo. And then people online thought I had actually got a voice memo from Aaron down the mines. And I don't. And that makes me sad. So, and that's um, Tom's outed. And now he's, like, arrested or something. And I can't figure out the legalities or not arrested. Well, okay, in the next episode... They said he's been taken away and oh, I completely for doctoring. But it all happened off camera. 
So it's hard to because he, I mean it is a very wrong thing to he do. Bribed a council member and a false report got sent out to. I feel like it should be illegal, but I'm not quite sure why. Be illegal. No, this would, is where it would be illegal. Yeah. Sometimes they yeah. have Imogen, who's a law student, there parroting out stuff she's learnt in law yes, tutes. She should be there. I would have benefited from her <laughs> explaining to me the legalities or of Jarrett or Toby yeah. could have done it. Yeah. But it's, it's, Imogen's a bit more succinct. She gives you the bullet points. Oh, does she? Because yeah. she's just like reading she's just, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I did do a bit of law, but I didn't. Stop. You didn't go into... Except that thing about statutory rape. <laughs> yeah, you, you came up. You brought a bit to the table. That. that was very helpful. Okay. Well, back, speaking of statutory rape, we'll get to Chaz and Piper shortly. But firstly, the motel is planning for the big Citizen of the Year event that Paul's hosting. I love this because Paul wanted to have a beautiful, fancy evening in near the pool, which is a nice idea, but the pool is also overlooking the car park. <laughs> I mean, it is just a total motel, isn't it? But yeah. that, this, that, like, this is not that uncommon for, um, for you know, big fancy events and stuff. To like, drink in the car park. Yeah, to, to, like motels, like they are venues, like the Prime Minister's Literary <laughs> Awards. It's going to be at the Travel Lodge. <laughs> yeah, but you'd have it in a room. Po- yeah, yeah. That's, you'd get a tablecloth out. You wouldn't yeah. sit on a floaty and just have a VB. <laughs> the best thing was is that they won the business when from Lasseter's because mm. Lasseter's food poisoned everybody by accident. Yeah, with the so now they're going to yeah. drown. Them? So the council didn't go. Well, let's just keep it in house and have it at the council office. Oh, they probably have a lovely library or something like a. They yeah. probably vacuum over there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they've had to outsource. The venue for I this know, shindig. Yeah. I just feel like Paul is really trying to polish a turd. <laughs> it's just... And it does look turd-esque. Like, <laughs> it ev- does. Everything done really well with it, actually. Normally I'm all for exposed brick, but the, that those bricks don't even... They're all brown. Everything's brown. It, it's very brown. It's a brown veneer. It's the sorry state of affairs. Now, he decided... Well, to help polish this turd, he's decided to recruit Nini... And she's a creative director. She went from nurse to creative director. Mm. Which is an amazing title. And it's all based on just the fact that she's got a bit of pizzazz. That's about it. So she's going to run this event, which is, I guess, next week, because that's when it's all meant to happen because of the Mm. death trap. So why hasn't he hired an event coordinator before now? He's too busy trying to hire maids that he doesn't have. Yeah. Also, at this point, Jimmy is kind of shipping his grandparents. He Can wants I say something. Yes, about Jimmy, please. In the pub. Oh, now this is very sanctimonious, but <laughs> public service announcement: Jimmy has three orange juices. <laughs> now, anyone who's a parent these days would know that you're told that orange juice juices are as bad as Coke. It's full of sugar. Full of sugar. Yeah, that kid's probably got no enamel left at all. Also, we know that Amy cracks down on him for his sugar intake, so she wouldn't be authorising those orange Three juices. Three orange juices. He's never even allowed to have a raspberry cordial when they go out for a really for a, like Palmer night. Well, maybe it's okay then. And he hasn't had any for a year. <laughs> That's right. But Nini's a nurse too, so she should be on top of that. Yeah, I. I but is she? No. <laughs> she's too busy telling Jimmy she's his wife or something. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 11. She, she goes, that's the disease talking. <laughs> that's how Alzheimer's works. You just believe what I say. Uh, yeah. So the other thing after he's showing Nini through the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn, <laughs> is that she, he, she's so grateful that... Now, I look down, but she 
pecked him, kissed him? Was oh, it on I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I saw it. Must have been fast if both fire and I missed it. Was it lip? Two out of three people don't. Was it lip See contact? It. Was it kiss? No, de- I mean cheek. It was. It was definite lips, and I would say one point five seconds. Yeah. Okay. So it's proper three second rule. Hey, yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> in spin the bottle, we used to when, when we played at school in parties. It had to be at least three seconds. Did you okay. Play spin the bottle. <laughs> Did you kiss someone in school? <laughs> Believe you to her friends. That was the only way I could make it happen, Penny. It actually happened. I had to orchestrate it. <laughs> this oh, it was like yeah, it was my seventeenth, and um, <laughs> it was in our garage, my garage, and it was with a, like a bottle of Sprite. And I hope <laughs> you told your mum. She walked in, <laughs> and then I threw the bottle away, and we scattered. <laughs> Now your mum's gonna hear this. But spin the bottle. Can I just say another? This is another public service announcement. Spin the bottle is a gamble. Yeah. Because it might not land on the person you want to kiss. Yeah. And there was one point when it landed on one of my friends, and I'm like, oh, I kind of had to mumble something about, oh, I don't think it really landed that way. And so, oh yeah, that never. It's not something I've had to deal with. And then once I got this point in my life, yeah. Once I got the kiss from the boy I wanted to kiss, then I was like, I'm out. I was like, (laughs) I'm not playing anymore. I can't believe you kissed someone. <laughs> my friends all did too, though. I feel like we've same... got nothing in common now. <laughs> it was the same. Like, my friends all kissed the same person because it was spin the bottle. So it wasn't like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there were only a few boys there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then... You went to a party with boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's my 17th. It was a special occasion. Yeah. But then it caught on and then... People, like my friends used to always play spin the bottle at other parties and the rest of us were like, nah, it's tacky. We've all kissed each other. <laughs> but a few people were still right into it. Yeah. So it was weird. Anyway, I don't know why. why. But anyway, 1.5 seconds, Did not you... long enough, Nene. Okay. That was the sorry-ass pash I've ever seen. So the only clientele that's been through this motel, teenagers Mm-mm. and bikey gangs. Oh, so that Rocco Jacko guy stayed the night, did he? No, Steph invited them around for a few beers just to like christen the motel. Does she have poor judgment? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the entirety of her character bio. Mm. Poor judgment. But now Xanax is hanging around the the lovebirds' love nest. She's so she's following them around. Um, just squeaking. Ah, say no. Yeah, it's like no. Oh, where did you pash? It's tacky. They're in yeah. they're in a dive motel. Did you touch your boobs? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost getting to the point where I'm like, why isn't he trying to cop a feel? Like, what? Oh, he's not done much at all, has he? He just wants her around. I feel like there's a lot of uh, feelings of ownership around Piper this week. A lot of men feeling that they own her. Yes, which is weird, and you can tell the actress is fighting it because she's like a strong, independent mm. Piper's like follows her own path. And you can tell it's kind of really bugging her that she has to just do whatever this bloke says. Mm. Yeah, she doesn't really want to go to the pool and watch him. Oh, no. that was another at yeah. one point, um, what do you call it, Zancan, yeah. when she said, oh, hot guys at the pool in Speedos. Speedos now, no. that, that is something that no one has ever said. No. Like, no one even, no, there's no, no. one looks hot in Speedos. It's, it, it's not a thing. Even at the Olympics when they come out of the pool and they're doing Vox Pops, like the interviewer's not going, you look hot in your Everyone's Speedos. Everyone's like, mm. You know, everyone knows, like, yes, okay, they have to wear them. Yes. Especially because... It's not when they're looking at their best. Especially because our former Prime Minister used to get a, get about in a Speedo and yeah. he was the poster boy for them. Yeah, exactly. Speedos have a very bad name. Yes. Budgie Smugglers is the name. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
Now we can hear some, um, some of your offspring play, okay, playing Legos. To... No, I was going to say, we can. that's just our soundtrack. That's fine. <laughs> oh, now before we finish off where we're leaving the week, we'll, we'll hear from another batch of voice memos from Kenny Young, Simon, who is stuck underscore in a book, and Sammy, Sammy No Pants, hashtag Dream Death Trio. Okay, so first of all, I think Brad should go because he's so bloody hopeless and I don't know how he hasn't died already. Also, it would mean that Lauren could get back together with the graphic designer. I mean, he's a pretty crappy graphic designer, but he's still an upgrade over Brad. I also think Daniel should go because he's the true non-contributing zero of Good Neighbours storylines. If Daniel died in the explosion, we wouldn't have to see any more of Daniel and Imogen's terrible relationship that has no chemistry whatsoever. And it also would mean that Tim Phillips would be able to reprise his role as Fox. So he wouldn't be out of a job. Finally, the one that I think has to go the most, and nobody will be surprised by this, is Sonya. Yeah, I mean, if you follow my Twitter, it's pretty self-explanatory. Hi, I'm Simon. My dream death trio, obviously Drab, goes without saying. I mean, what's your watch name is ever? Nothing. He can take Lauren with him. I love Kate Kendall. I don't mind Lauren, but at some point it's just going to get awkward that she's living in Erin's row whilst everyone she knows lives together in another town somewhere else. So I guess she could go and live with them or, you know, die in an explosion. And third, I think you know what? I think it's time for Paul to go. He's been good and evil and good and evil so many times. And he had that evil brain tumour and then he got evil again, but apparently didn't have a brain tumour that time. I'm just tired of it. He can... You know, be stuck in a serang wrap in a basement and then die in an explosion. So, fingers crossed for at least one of those three. My dream death trio is a whole family. Get rid of all of the Willises, just like the bishops in the plane crash. They can all burn in a fire, I don't care. Get rid of them all. Keep Therese, we like her, but the rest have to go. Finally, we're going to talk about Wednesday. Piper's like, yeah, I'll go to Perth. What else have I got to do? School holidays? Yeah. Mm. Oh, so that's it is a school holidays. All right. They yeah, were suspended good. for a while because of reasons. And <laughs> now it ran into school holidays. Oh, so good. there's been a lot of time at home. Now, she goes to Tyler to borrow some money to flee to Perth. Yeah, and then he got a bit ownery as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, first he tries to give her 20 bucks. I'm like, if a friend comes to me in need, like, I really need a bit of cash at the minute. I'm not going to start with an offer of $20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she had it said, I forgot my... Yeah. Wallet for lunch. But actually, how much do you need to drive to Perth and stay at a friend's house? They're only meant to be going for a week. Well, petrol's quite expensive. How much? Yeah. You have, you've driven across the country a couple of times. Not now, that far. Camry Hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Adelaide on one tank of petrol. That, what was that? One tank of petrol? Maybe. I know. That's amazing. I told someone that the other day and they acted like that was boring. But I think it's very interesting. Well, they've spent half a Neighbours episode trying to decipher how, how long it's going to take them to get yeah. across the Nullarbor. Chaz is acting like it's a fun road trip. Doesn't sound like a fun road trip. <laughs> oh, driving to Perth. I mean, no one, first of all, no one drives to Perth. No, it's, four, it's a four and a half hour flight. Yeah, no one drives. Uh, and also Piper can't drive, so it's just one person doing the driving. Yeah, except for old people in caravans. Yeah. My question about this was, was their relationship this bad in Canada? Because he got evil really fast here. But do you think he's always been this way? Or? Well, when she got back from Canada, she was getting texts from him that were like, oh, I'm thinking about you, I'm trying to call you, and she was trying to shut it down. So it seems like they, they ended it pretty abruptly. 
and he did a number on her. So it's mm. weird that she's so willing to go, yeah, let's do whatevs, whatever mm. you reckon, mate. So we'll leave them for a minute because we'll revisit them at the end when it takes it up a notch. Now, okay, I think this is my favourite. This is my favourite story of the week. Mm. It was the Stefan Mark Sonia triangle. Oh, the wedding, the whistle. The wedding. Sorry, the what? The wedding, the whistle. At one point, Tony said something about wedding and whistle. <laughs> Gross. Oh, yeah, because he offered him a beer. Yeah, he said, oh, do you want to wet your whistle? And oh. I, at that point, thought that Tony had in the past wet his whistle with Steph, and so I thought it was very inappropriate. Well, Kate and I have a theory that maybe Steph threw Tony a pity route when they were pretending to be husband and wife. Oh, it's the least right. you can do. But I thought, so I thought it was very inappropriate that they were all joking around. Yeah, it's like too real. Yeah, too real. yeah, about it. And then we find out through this conversation with Mark that Tom Quill's out on bail. So he they arrested him for doctoring a report, bribing council people. Oh, and breaking and, and entering. Oh, and, oh, yeah, they've accused him of breaking and entering and, and threatening Nell. Yeah. If he hadn't have done those last two things, he probably <laughs> would have been all right. And all because he wants to impress his stepmother by putting the development forward. Like, why can't she just do that? She's the big boss. Yeah, and she's a she's not nice person. She's piece work. The other thing is that Steph goes down to the motel and a shipment of alcohol has arrived. Mm. And, and she's like, goody. Yeah, cool. Why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. It's a great day when five boxes of alcohol yeah. appear. And she said it's to stock the minibar. It didn't even seem like it was that much. Like, not enough well, for all, all this fuss and it's like five boxes Penny, of alcohol. it's for the minibar. They were very little <laughs> bottles. But later on they were saying it was for the the Citizens of the Year Awards. Oh, maybe maybe when they're out the back mm. by the pool and the car park, yeah. they're passing around tiny bottles of vodka. Everyone has to bring their own mixes. Yeah, it's more economical. <laughs> The great thing, this is Mark, he's never not working, dull cop. He's always on the job because he just casts one look at those boxes and he he realises stolen goods. That company just phoned in, phoned it in. If there's one thing he likes to do, it's an arrest an intimate partner. Yes, which I found very funny later on that Steph was infuriated that he had reported it. But, like, he arrested his own wife on their wedding day. He's hardly going to make an exception for the new girl. Exactly. Like, the fact that he even gave her half an hour was a miracle. Does he just feel like she's done her time so she's clear now? No, he didn't think she was involved at first. No, 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 but I mean mean just in terms of the fact that she is a convicted criminal. (laughs) Does he care? It's kind of like making a murderer. Because she's already done her time for that other crime. Maybe he thinks that she'll get a free pass from the law because she already, like, she can't get convicted again. Of a different crime. Oh, yeah, not yeah. It's like an opal card. Once you travel eight times, the rest of the week's free. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, a what? Oh, in in New South Wales, oh. the, the travel card. Mm. Oh, that's great. It's a great deal. The <laughs> um, same with crimes. So okay, well, b- backing it up just a second though. She, Sonia, I mean Steph, is like, oh, this is all be above board. It's it can't be stolen. I sourced it from a reputable. Supplier. Jacket. But he yeah. was wearing a leather jacket, so clearly, <laughs> yeah. no. Cut to her confronting Jacka, her bikey mate. Like, firstly, it's a brand new business that you're setting up to be able to support the visitation of your estranged son, who you've shipped off to Bendigo to be with Lynn Scully. Bendigo. Instead of hanging out with him. They're always going to Bendigo. 
Yeah, but it, I don't understand. She's meant to be visiting with him, not yeah. leaving him with Gran. Yeah, Bendigo's not that far they away. They always make it sound like it's so far. It's an hour and a half drive. Mm. What would little Eddie Maguire's son be getting up to in Bendigo for fun? Oh, well, well we yes. <laughs> you can make a piñata in the park. <laughs> yep. With yeah. things you find? No, no, they've got a stall set Oh. Easter in Bendigo is pretty amazing, actually. Oh, cute. It's like a lantern parade. Oh, so theoretically you were there while... Eddie Maguire's son was oh, there. Yes, 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 we were there. You we might, did. We see. Him? I don't know. You might have seen Lynn and what Charlie. They, what people do? There's an Easter parade, and people get their little camping chairs out, like at least four or five hours before the parade starts, <laughs> and just take out it's a spot. The Mardi Gras. So she just pro- as good. Which is probably why she had to ship him to Bendigo so quickly. Like they had to get a good picnic spot. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh well, that solves that. So, <laughs> uh, Steph confronts. Jacker about the booze, and he's like, "Well, yeah, stolen. Where else am I getting your booze from?" Mm. And those prices, yeah, like, come on, mm. come on, mate, ten percent off. What do you expect? <laughs> I know. Because then later, Paul referred to it as being ten percent off, and I'm like, "You could just go to Damage. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is ten percent off. Buying in bulk, you couldn't get a better deal. But it's not bulk. That's the whole point. Yeah, he's just buying a few crates. He's like, "Don't you want to? Why don't you get a hundred more crates?" And we'll alcohol, lock- alcohol doesn't go off, does it? <laughs> no, no, just well, if it's especially if it's wine, you get better. <laughs> Um, so then she, yeah, she comes clean to Mark and says, actually, you know, when I said it wasn't stolen, oops, my bad, it is stolen. Um, so yeah, let's not phone it in. And he already has, so it's too late. So she's in strife. Because she's not, yeah, because if she mentions Jack Carr, then he, because he's a bucky, he might he's threatened to be upset. And she, it'll come out that she's sourced stolen goods, just like his ex-fiance did a few weeks back. Yeah. I feel like he's repeating patterns. <laughs> he needs to go and speak to someone and about why. Even stupid Aaron did give him advice about that previously. I think was that stupid Aaron in the cafe that was telling him. <laughs> oh no, that was something else. Stop going out with birds who have got <laughs> who yeah. are receiving stolen. Yeah, because he said after everything that's happened with Paige, it would be good to be with someone that's always straight with me. And then she's doing exactly the same thing. Mark yeah. needs to go and like join a church group or something. He needs to find someone who's going to toe the line. Yeah, and not hang around people that have been in prison and be really neat and tidy. Uh, now, my favourite moment, this is my favourite moment. Mark is having a coffee with Sonia in that Harold's Cafe because in the midst of reporting all of this stolen booze action, he's got time for a cuppa and he asks Sonia if she's okay with him dating Steph and Sonia's oh, like, this is lovely. ish. And he's like, okay, thanks. And then she kind of has to confess that, well, she isn't okay with it and it's not because of a weird thing. I mean, she's a bit jealous, but just because they're friends and... He's her friend, he's her best friend, and Steph's Toadie's best friend, mm. and everyone hangs out with everyone, but now the two best friends are dating, and it's weird. And I love the way she explained it, and that she was weird about it. Mm. And Mark was got like all gushy because she'd called him her bestie, and yeah. that was very cute. But I, could, I couldn't buy it, that, that, that level of awkwardness. Really? Over friendship jealousy? No. Oh, so that hence... Maybe I don't like my friends very much, but... <laughs> I wouldn't get that. But upset. I think it's. I think it might be because Steph is living in her house. Okay. Well, I don't know what yeah. reason. Um, and and just charity. Yeah, <laughs> just seeing them, you know, and we don't know what they're hearing at night. Yeah, I, that is true. <laughs> they're hearing the boiler room noises. Yeah, they're not exactly. in separate beds. <laughs> the yeah. uh, so, but do you, I would I think you've got a hot single friend, or well, he's not always single. But anyway, that's your that's that's your bit of stuff that you can. <laughs> dream about and yeah. then someone else crushes that fantasy mm. 
Yeah, and, I mean, I think there's obviously a yeah. little bit of jealousy. And maybe Sonia just thinks she's a better catch than Steph. And why would he? Well, she's right. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> she's the mayor. Um, I think obviously, obviously there's going to be something else in the future. Yeah. And now to round off Paul and Nene, Nene's reckons she and Paul are back on because she pe- pecked him for 1.5 seconds. So she tells Amy, like, me and your dad back on. And Amy's like, really? And goes back to Paul. And he's like, no. My lips were just there and she just went for them. Um, I'm into someone else. And Amy was like, who are the people that you speak to? And rifled through them and was like, oh, it's Terage. You like Terage? And straight away went there. And it was a very cute confession from him that he is into her, but it's it's too hard. It's going to ruin their friendship. What friendship? They don't really (laughs) hang. Like, yeah. I hate, that's the worst. I'm like, people have a lot of friends. Say you ruin one friendship. Oh, that's, what no one I, ever... that's what I said to Lincoln. <laughs> to, you, to your now husband. Got another I friend. said, he's a, yeah, well, oh no, now this is implying that he rejected me. Um, no, no, but, but he, he said, did, didn't he? Yeah, because we were housemates. <laughs> and he said, oh, well, we can't because we're housemates. And, 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 he said, and I said, well, I'm going to move out. And he said, no, no, you can't move out. We have to, you know, we have to stay friends. And I said, no, I've got lots of friends. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd rather, much rather have a bit of fun than yeah. and risk losing another mate than not exactly. and having no fun. Exactly, but it is a convenient. But we make friends easily, babe. Yes, we're very personable. We're very, we're very popular, so. Uh, okay, so finally, and Amy's like, "Go for it, go for it to rage." So he's got to give Nene the kibosh, um, and says that she's got to focus on her unspecified <laughs> mental health. <laughs> Issues. Which she takes very well until they yeah. take a photo together. They Selfie, all, yeah. They all have a photo together and then afterwards she looks at it. <laughs> she does. And I, I then I knew you should never look at a she photo. Had, of she had creepy eyes as well. Yeah. That's, she was, that's the button on that scenario. Yeah. She looked at it creepily. Uh, so creepy selfie. That's the last thing I wrote there. Um, and finally, though, Piper and Chaz have hit the road. They've packed up their belongings he won't let Piper go back for another change of clothes. And no. she's like, oh, well, all right then. I'll buy clothes on the road. He's getting her a slurpee at the 7-Eleven, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the 7-Eleven that is right at the back of the neighbour's lot in Nunawadding. Oh. There's a 7-Eleven on the corner. So they've made it d- down the road and he's popped out to get the slurpees and she takes that moment to check her phone and sees like 100 missed calls from mum and dad. I think they should have aimed to at least get to Beaufort. Before they stopped. <laughs> it's really annoying though because he had been deleting messages before, so as he knows how to do it, why didn't he delete? Yeah, well, I couldn't understand why he left the messages that he had written. I think it, he put the phone in the back seat, and I think he, he just thought, thought it, was safe. it was far enough away from her. But everyone checks Facebook every five minutes. She's going to know she hasn't got her phone on there. Yeah, I I can't mm. go to the next room without going. Crap, where's my phone? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And she's willing to just leave it in the back seat of the car. Mm. But he's gone very bad very quickly, hasn't um, he? Yeah, it was li- literally, you're a crap swimmer, it dialed up to 11 and he's crazy. Yeah, because I've only watched the show for a week and I mm. saw him as a lovely guy on Wednesday. Mm. Now He's only been on the show evil. for two weeks. Now he's oh, okay, yeah. so all intimate partner violence. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's it. Now, that takes us to Wednesday night and I'm leaving the rest of the week blank because we're going to recap Hotel Death Trap Week. Um, but Bonnie, Penny, are there anything I, any loose ends I left open that you are still wonder, wondering about? About um, the three people, the, the two people that we think are going to die yes. in the hotel death trap. Are they going to stay dead? Yeah, good point. 
Don't want to... Is that going to be very it's a dead? pretty big explosion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's not possible, like, bits of them will just end up in Tasmania. No, because I saw a little back. arm coming up out of the... <laughs> Did you see that on the ad? I saw yeah. a little hand coming up. That's pretty dead. Maybe it's... I always think it's good to see bodies, though, because yeah. otherwise you're not... You, know, you never know. Like, like D, when D, as we've talked a lot today about the car going over the cliff because we never saw Dee's body. That's right. She could turn up anyway. Yeah, I'd love for her to turn up. Uh, the So maybe Paul will lose another limb. Well, that's it. Thank you, Bonnie and Penny. Now, before we leave, we're going to play one final voice memo. This is my favourite one and we'll just go out on it. It's from David from Hull in the UK, also known as Soap Addict 91. Amazing. And um, I think he pretty much sums up all of our thoughts of the potential deaths and we'll leave you on that. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Tangies. Thank you, Thank you for having you. us. <laughs> having us. <laughs> Hi, Vaya, and everyone at Neighbours. Um, just calling in as requested with my dream death trio. The first choice, it's got to be Drab. I don't really think that one needs much more of an explanation. Um, name pretty much says it all as far as I'm concerned. Um, for my second slot, I was torn between Imogen and Daniel, um, and believe me, I do some some serious soul searching here. Um, but I think, at least with Imi, Drab and Tarade are probably going to manage to drag themselves along for the funeral. Whereas if it was Daniel, then you know you'd just get some bullshit excuse from Scott and Charlene about the flights from Brizzy being cancelled, and it'd all be a bit of a damp squib. So I've gone for Imi. Um, you know, she's she's a character I've always wanted to like in some ways, and um, I think she'd make a great lawyer. But I'm just so sick of her whining about boys. It's all she ever does, um, apart from that week when she had bulimia a couple of years back. Enough's enough, I reckon. And then I thought, well, that's a little bit harsh, because it would mean a double funeral for the Willises. But, you know, I think if anyone can handle the logistics of a double funeral, it's probably going to be Therese. Um I mean, she lives for event planning. As we know, we know she's got a podium in her garage, which will uh, come in handy for all the, the sad speeches. Um, and I'm sure Loz would help out with the catering. And if Zankan gives everyone salmonella again, then Therese could just order in takeaway with all the trimmings. Um, the third choice might be a little bit more controversial, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. Um, it's actually Toadie. Why? Well, how many times now have we seen Toadie in ridiculous, life-threatening situations? It's just getting stupid. There was the time his wedding marquee blew up. Uh, the wedding before that, he drove his bride off a cliff. Um, we had the, the school fire last year. I think the year before, he got he got run over by Grandma Baby Stealer after Paige uh, swiped her heart pills. Um, the only reason he got paralysed in the Bouncy Castle disaster was because it dislodged a bullet in his spine from that time he got shot 10 years ago in an armed siege. So I, I just feel like, come on, neighbours. It's about time you finally followed through on your threats and killed off Toadie. So, there you go. Um, Drab, Imi, and Toadie. I can't get enough of the podcast. It has me in absolute stitches every fortnight. Really hilarious. So, long may it continue. Thanks very much. Bye.